From the Thai Cats Audio Network, this is Thai Cats Today with Braden Neville. Hello and welcome to another episode of Thai Cats Today for this Friday, August the 18th, 2023. The weekend is finally here. However, it won't be a great weekend for the Hamilton Ticats as they suffered a tough loss to the Edmonton Elks last night. And on today's episode, Coach O speaks about that disappointing loss to the Elks. And Coach Sal will be on the show to break down the game with me. But first, let's get to some news around the team. Pretty obvious what that news is. The Ticats suffered a loss last night to the Edmonton Elks, giving Edmonton their first win of the season and there's really no way to sugarcoat it. It wasn't a pretty one. Hamilton fell 24-10 to to the now 1-9 and Elks. And it was a really weird game all around with a long weather delay before the second half. And I think the weirdest part about the weather delay was that it was called before there was any lightning in sight. There was no rain. And for a while there, I was wondering when this storm was going to come. People were confused, didn't really know what was happening. But as it turns out, the CFL made the right call because a quick but heavy storm rolled in over Hamilton and Tim Hortons Field, and it was absolutely pouring. There was lightning. It was definitely worth waiting for. We didn't want to see the crowd cheering on their team in a full-blown storm, but the game did eventually return after about an hour or so delay, and when the game did return, both teams were pretty cold, and it showed with zero points in that third quarter between both of them. In the end, the Ticats just couldn't really get much going, and were unable to get back from that first half lead the Elks built, scoring just one point in the second half. A disappointed Coach O spoke about the team's performance following the game last night. All right, Coach, tough loss there. Just what are your thoughts following that one? Uh, yeah, just not good enough. No, no thoughts, disappointed. Uh, all the emotions that you feel when you lose. Um, yeah, frustrating. Um, that's it. And just with that weather delay, just how much did that affect you guys? None. None. The weather delay was the same for both teams. Uh, I like the way the the defense responded in the second half, came out, got some good stops. Uh, The wind and the the rain obviously had a play in this football game. Uh, Same for both teams, but the weather delay didn't didn't have any bearing. And that McAllister touchdown gets called back how much do you feel that kind of killed momentum at all well yeah that's that's twice against that team where we've had a a touchdown and you know I think I don't even know if we had a penalty in the first half I think I think we had none so we you know that was a hard address that we had and then we take two on one play and that's not conducive to winning when you're in a game like that I thought uh, it was a chance to seize momentum the offense tried to get it a little bit that back but you know, couldn't convert on field goals to, you know, get it to a one-score game. It was going to be that type of night. Um, yeah, I'd say that didn't help momentum at all. Yeah, it just didn't, you know, sometimes you're off. Um, we were dealing with, you know, you know, kicker. We were dealing with a new holder. Um, there's no excuses. The ball's got to go through the uprights. Uh, it's unfortunate. Just just not a great game for, for uh, him to be off. Yeah, not good enough. Uh, not conducive to winning when you know you're going to be in a game like this where you know they're going to run the ball, they're going to limit the throws that uh, that their quarterback is going to make. We got to do a job, you know, if they're going to drive the ball, they got to get field goals, and that's the type of game, and that's fine. You, you know, we're not a football team that's going to blow people out. That's proven. Um, 
currently. So we're going to have to find a way to win close games. And when you, you give up those type of points uh, early, it's just it's not good enough. Yeah, we got beat. We got beat a couple times. Um, you know, one time I think we were in 70 protection, seven man protection. I got to look at the tape, but you know, when we're going to, you know, we're trying to limit our drop back passes. And I thought, you know, Scott did a good job of that. But there are times you're going to have to drop back and throw the football. And when you do, you, you're going to have to protect. And when you don't, um, you know, I do like that he didn't turn the ball over. You know, he didn't force anything. Um, but, you know, sometimes when you sit in there, that, that's going to happen. So, um, you know, we had turned the ball over a little bit, and that was a point of emphasis that we didn't want to do that. So I thought he did a decent, t him being a Taylor, I thought he did a decent job tonight. That was Coach O on last night's performance. It's now about that time I bring on my guest, Coach Sal, to break down this game. Coach, as much as I want to be positive here, there's not really a whole lot to be positive about in this game. The team struggled in basically all three phases of the game. What are your initial thoughts on the performance from the team? Well, the first thing I would say is you got to give a lot of credit to Edmonton. Mm -hmm. Edmonton came ready to play. And we knew with Trey Ford uh, at the quarterback, it was going to be a difficult game uh, for the defense. Uh, overall, like like you said, I, I thought there was failure in, in the missed kicks in the ball game, uh, which cost them. Uh, there was a, a major penalty on a, a run back McAllister had for uh, a touchdown. Yeah. In which uh, that one was brought back. Overall, you know, they only had four penalties, but where those penalties occurred really caused a problem. And, yeah. and uh, again, you know, uh, you only get about an average of 12 possessions per game. And when you give up seven sacks, as we know, sacks are, are touchdown killers. You know, they, they stop drives. And so one half of, of your offense uh, was given up in the sack category. Yeah. And there were a lot of reasons for the sacks. Some of it was Powell holding on to the football. Some of it was offensive line. Some of it was receivers. So overall, you know, the offense uh, didn't, didn't fare well. Defensively, uh, we've become a very poor tackling team. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that we we struggle in, in that area. And second to that, I think within our secondary, we're having trouble when we get in man situations. We're, we're giving up big plays, uh, touchdowns uh, in man situations. So, And there was one touchdown drop. Trey, Trey Ford dropped yeah. the ball in on Lewis. It was uh, Lewis simply dropped the ball. That would have been a touchdown right there. So, you know, in, in a short synopsis, you know, we just didn't play well. I'm going to start here with that defense and, and that secondary. I believe two plays in a row or two drives in a row, you have a 45-yard play, and then you have a 47-yard play made by the Elks there on their offense. Just what do you see with this secondary that, that, that you think maybe should change here? Well, you know, it's not for me to make the changes, but if, if it were, um, we need one more corner. We need uh, a, a wide side corner and we need Leonard to get back into that uh, open halfback uh, position mm -hmm. in as much as he's, he's probably the best defensive player we have in the secondary, obviously. And, and uh, you know, we're playing him at a corner position to me, you know, you, you need more help on the inside and uh, you know, Again, once we get into those man situations, we don't seem to handle those, which then 
if you're going to blitz and cover zero, meaning that, that everybody has man-for-man -man coverage, that's where we're getting hurt. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, maybe you have to make some adjustments in, uh, in your play call and want to go more zone uh, in that secondary. Again, I don't know. It's not my call. The defense is one thing, but the offense has to play well to make the defense make mistakes. What was Edmonton doing well in that game to, to make those long yardage plays? Well, not only the long yardage plays, but uh, they kept the ball moving. Mm -hmm. In the first quarter against the win, Hamilton had very few chances on offense. I, I think we only had a couple of possessions on offense where Edmonton controlled the clock and controlled the time and put points on the board. And we knew that uh, Trey Ford would run with the football. Uh, you know, so there was the idea that we had to spy on him and, and take him out of the game. At the same time, you know, uh, Hamilton uh, defensive line used to be so good against the rush. And Brown, uh, again, had another big game uh, in the rushing category. A lot of that is the play-action pass uh, responsibilities, uh, which – uh, Trey Ford does a great job of. We're, we'll switch to the offense here, only 10 points and only one point in that second half alone. Not much going on there for the offense, but what did you see that maybe was the issue with, with getting touchdowns in this game and in having those long, long drives? Well, uh, a couple of things come up. First of all, we didn't push the ball vertically uh, in the ball game very much. There were a couple of corner routes that were really good. I thought White played well on the offensive side. Uh, I think he had uh, 100 yards or so mm -hmm. uh, receiving. Uh, I look down here, he's got nine for 101. Yeah. So, so White, you know, came to play in that game. But there were some drops by those receivers, too. Uh, I remember a couple of those that, that were right on the money uh, that were dropped. Up front, we just never did control uh, Cessna and, and uh, Leonard uh, mm -hmm. on the line of scrimmage. Uh, and I thought Powell never really settled in. I, I never saw him really be able to sit down in the pocket and make a read and throw the ball downfield. Whether he was not seeing the field, whether or not his receivers were getting into open areas. Uh, at the same time, uh, we were getting pressured, and you saw him, you know, start moving around in the pocket. You know, we, we talk about sliding in the pocket to get away from pressure. Well, every time he tried to do that, uh, it seemed like somebody was in his face. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, he really never got comfortable in what he was doing. I, I was pleased with the running game. Yes, very. Butler yeah. again had a great, uh, great night. Uh, Butler was uh, 14 carries, 114 yards. He had uh, three receptions for another 32, so 146 on 17 touches. That, that's a good night for running yeah. back. Yeah, for any 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 running back around the league would want numbers like that. Now, Powell, you, you touched on him there. 20 for 26, no touchdowns, no interceptions in this game. All in all, I thought he. He had his ups and downs in the game, but all in all, his performance had it. What did you think? Well, I feel sorry for him because I never saw him get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And with a young quarterback, that's so important that he becomes comfortable. Now, uh, give Milanovic some some credit. He did move his uh, slot backs around. He did bring in tight ends. He did bring in a fullback situation. He tried to do the right thing in terms of protection. Uh, you know, at, at the same time, uh, you've got to have the ability to move the ball 
down the field. And Powell was never comfortable enough where he could do that, nor were the play calls uh, in his favor to do that. So he was dumping the ball off to the outside, taking short underneath throws, et cetera. Uh, again, uh, a very conservative uh, game plan. Mm -hmm. uh, understandably so with a new coordinator and, and a young quarterback. But at the same time, you know, uh, there comes a time in a game where, as O says, you know, you're not going to blow anybody out with this offense. So you have mm -hmm. to find ways to stay in the game. And that means defense and special teams helping out the offense. Now, Coach, there was that crazy weather delay. And for a while there, everyone was wondering when the weather was going to come, the bad weather we're all waiting for. it. Have you ever seen a weather delay called before the weather actually showed up? You know, I don't, I think it was because of the lightning, though, that yeah. once the lightning is in the area, they have to clear the field. I mean, that, that's, that's no, no question about that. I, I remember the game in Winnipeg in 2016, I think it was, where we, uh, we had a delay. We started the ball game on Winnipeg's time at, at seven o'clock. And I think the next time we were on the field was like at one o'clock Winnipeg's time in the morning. Wow, the game man. never ended till about <laughs> 2 a.m. So it was the right decision by the CFL because the weather just came down hard. The lightning was crazy. The thunder and and the rain was just insane. The second half starts. Both teams come out and not a single point in the third quarter. Do you think that weather delay and sitting that long was kind of the main reason you saw both teams offenses come out pretty cold? Well, it's very possible that that, uh, that played into it. A, a lot of it, to me, is the fact that in a uh, game situation, players will have their pregame meal. Uh, if it's a 7.30 kickoff, they're going to eat their pregame meal somewhere around 3.30, 4 o'clock. Yeah. Now, when we restarted the game, if I remember right, we were around 10 o'clock in yeah. the evening. So that, that six hours without any nutrition in your body, it, it really got to uh, take its toll. And then being warm to play the game in the first half and then have to sit out for 90 minutes and come back out and get back on the field, that's very difficult for uh, for any uh, athlete. Yeah. No, I, I could imagine. I had to sneak in a, a hot dog in the media center. I just from sitting around waiting. So, so it, it was uh, it was a weird whole scenario there. But it ended up being okay. Everyone got to play the game, and and there were some fans who stuck it out, which is always nice to see. Now, I think the biggest play, in my opinion, that could have changed the whole momentum of this game, and you briefly touched on it in the beginning. There is that Tyreek McAllister return that gets called back for a holding call. Do you think? Had that counted, had there been no penalty there, that could be this could be a whole different ball game we're talking about here today. No, absolutely, absolutely. There's no question because those kinds of returns uh, for touchdown really elevate the play of everybody on the field. Uh, you know, it's an exciting thing, and it it really brings together the idea that you got three parts of the game: the offense, defense, and special teams. And, and again, you know. Uh, that would have uh, that one score there uh, was as we were talking about the help the offense needed yeah to get back in you know you get a defensive interception for a TD or or a kick return for a TD uh, that's a gift yeah I believe that's the second time this season now I don't know if it was against Montreal or I'm trying to think a few weeks back but where McAllister had a big return for a touchdown that gets called back from a call. 
during the play. Now, Coach, we are coming up with a big matchup with the BC Lions. After a game like that, in your experience, what are you saying to this locker room? What are you doing to maybe try and switch up the like the chemistry here? I don't know what it is, but just try and change things a bit here. Well, it, it's very difficult. You know, the, the first thing the coach has to do is the responsibility has to fall to the players. The players have to take responsibility for what happens on the field. I mean, the coaches can only do so much. You know, they lead them out to the field. And once they're inside the, the lines of the field, it belongs to the players. And mm -hmm. the players have to take ownership of what's going on. Now, it's a game that you, you have to put behind you because, as you said, you're going to BC. BC is a very tough football team, and it's a very yes. tough uh, trip to go out there and play. Now, in, in years past, we used to call it an airlift at this time of year when it got down towards uh, Labor Day if a team was struggling. And I remember Toronto uh, being one of those that, that would just bring in all the NFL cuts that were being made and, and remake their team. Yeah. I don't think this is the way to do it. I, I think these players are, are on this squad and they have to make it happen. So do you think it's true when they say that it's a whole new season after Labor Day? Is, is that a Absolutely true thing? Absolutely is. It always, always proved to be that way. You know, even with coaching changes and, and with with the coaching changes uh, that happened on, on both teams in this particular game, uh, my hope is that this doesn't, domino effect that 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 one change doesn't result in another change mm -hmm. and the reason i say that is if management all of a sudden like the head coach had to make that decision on the offensive coordinator now if management has to make a decision on the head coach now you've got a domino effect yeah and i don't think that'll happen in hamilton and i have every faith in in uh Oh, that, that he'll bring it back. But it's a real possibility that that uh, you got to guard against fingers being pointed. Mm. It, it's a matter of looking in the mirror and everybody uh, doing a better job. Well, Coach, I want to leave this on a positive note, if we can. Just from that game, what did you see that you liked from, from this Ticats roster or, or a, a couple players on this roster? Well, you know, I, I think you got to point to Butler. I think mm -hmm. Butler had the kind of a game that Butler was brought here uh, to have. Uh, again, I, I go back to White. White yep. did a nice job in the receiving uh, end of the uh, the game. Uh, beyond those two guys, you know, I, I'm, I'm remiss uh, if I try to find somebody else because <laughs> I, I really can't. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on the show. And, and as I say, every time, hopefully next week, we have a win to chat about, but coach Sal, as always a pleasure having you on today's show. Thank you. Well, thank you, Brayden. Nice to be here.